for our Tells podcast. It's currently, what is it, 6 o'clock in the morning um, in Sydney, 5.30am in Adelaide. 5am crew, here we are. Yeah, here we are uh, with one of my good mates, Nate Campbell. How are you, mate? I'm awesome, mate. Thanks for thanks for having me on the show. I um, I feel quite privileged, actually. Um, I've been hanging out for an invite and <laughs> didn't think I was going to get one. Brushed out. Um, it, it's awesome to jump on. It's awesome to be able to chew the fat, and it's awesome to breathe and live. You know what we're all about, and it's up at five a.m. It's not a crying baby for me this morning, but it's jumping in, getting into a podcast having a good time yeah starting your day off the right way exactly cool all right well before we get into things i'll I'll go through the structure in a second but can you just give you um all of our listeners a bit of an introduction about yourself uh what you do um maybe where you're from and, and how we know each other awesome um name's nate campbell um Born and bred Western Sydney, Blacktown. Um, however, recently moved to Adelaide with my beautiful family, uh, my wife Steph and little girl Rosie Posey. Um, she's 15 months, turning on 15 years old. Um, it's been a great move. Missing home a little bit. My parents should have been down here this weekend, but with all that's going on, they can't be here. So, um, look, still going to make the most of it. And I know this COVID thing's kind of taught that taught me a whole heap about life and about business and about everything else. We'll probably delve into that a little bit later. Yeah. But um, no, Benny, through, well, I don't think I actually taught you, but as I was a young, enthusiastic teacher 10 years ago, Benny was finishing um, his high school certificate with um, some of the other boys, um, and we've kind of remained connected. And through Benny's entrepreneurial pursuits and passion for life and you know, willingness to put himself out there. We kind of connected a couple of years ago and it's funny. And I think I said this to you um, a, a while ago, you know, our usual encounters were, you know, probably you and I at the pub having a few too many beers and mm. just, you know, we probably thought the same of each other that, yeah, good, you know, likes a good time, likes hanging out with his mates. And, you know, I found you on Instagram and then I kind of come across your page and, you know, you're kind of putting yourself out there and putting your goals up and, yeah. you know, you, you were talking and, you know, doing everything that, you know, I'm all about as well. And I was like, geez, and kind of connected. I think I even put that in a message when we, yeah. we we reconnected. And then from there, we connected again and you've kind of helped me through my business at I'm Possible Academy with, you know, all the social media stuff and, you know, getting our website up and running. And then from then, I think that we're kind of like-minded people who now feed off each other and, you know, respect each other's point of view and respect each other's direction. And, you know, it's great to see you jumping in and, you know, you having a crack at um, something that's probably been in the back of your mind or probably the front of your mind for such a long time. And, you know, we're kind of steering each other in the right direction, hopefully. Um, And it's been good. And, you know, look all the stuff that you've taught me about social media and websites and collecting data um, has kind of put my business, I think, where it is now. And I still there's still a lot to learn. But, um, yeah, I'm excited for you guys at Tells and um, I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's um, interesting you say that. I, I think we both had a perception of potentially how each of us um, were in a social environment. Um 
when when we had a few beers and, and carried on like <laughs> pork chops as you do. Um, exactly. Yeah, when we got to sit down together and, and look at, I suppose, how we were both wired, how we were both driven, there was a lot of similarities that we've leveraged off each other. And yeah, I appreciate the, the chats that we have. It's good to um, have a fellow Western Sydneyan with a mindset that's a little bit different to the traditional Western Sydney mindset. And, and that's no disrespect. I obviously love my mates around that area. But um, yeah, it's it's cool to have chats with you sometimes and get that different perspective. Well, most certainly. And I think those moments, Steph was getting a little bit worried because I'd be like, I'm just going for a coffee with Ben down <laughs> Macca's. We'll probably be 10 or 15 minutes. And yeah. then three hours later, she's ringing. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I was still chatting. We're in a meeting, so we would get caught up. But, yeah. Um, no, it's been good. It's been a good ride. Um, I'm excited for what's to come. Agree, agree. Um, and that's probably a good segue, mate. So, the, the first topic um, or, or agenda item on our podcast today is your business. Um, so yep. your business is called I'm Possible Academy. Mm-hmm. And that's as much as I'll probably give away. Happy for you to explain more, but I was just uh, hoping that you could go through a, a couple of things. Firstly, the concept. So mm-hmm. at a high level, what it is and how it differs to other competitors in your industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, I suppose, the revenue model and the strategy. So I'm really interested in breaking down how organizations make money. And so if you're mm-hmm. able to be, um, you can dive into that as deep as you want. Um, yeah, for sure. And then the third one, which I think is really important, especially through COVID, is the challenges that you've had or you're having currently. Um, and then finally, the key learnings throughout those challenges and any advice that you have for anyone else trying to kick off a small business um what you wish you knew when you started unreal well um well let's go so look i'm possible academy as i mentioned before um and yeah i've been a teacher for a decade now and it's a little bit scary to think that i've taught for 10 years and probably um, should have been teaching a couple of years before that, but um, got a little bit caught up at university. Yeah. Um, I they call me what's what's the movie with the um, not Walder? Um, not is it not Rain Man? No, nah, there's a <laughs> movie with a uni student in your parties, and he's um, <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, I, I can imagine you being that bloke. It took me about eight years to finish a four-year degree, <laughs> and um, <laughs> it was kind of well. I look back now, and it yeah. kind of it's kind of put me in a position where I am now. So mm. I'm thankful for it. But there were moments there when I was at uni where I wanted to give up and I wanted to quit, and I was failing, and yeah. I had no passion. But that stemmed back from a little bit of an injury that I had um, as a footy player. Yeah. Didn't think I was going to be an NRL player, but you know, I was, you know, playing in the twenties and you know, contracted and whatever and all that. But yeah, you had wraps on you. You, you could play a decent level of footy from what I've heard, so I'm yeah, sure it was so, in the back well, of your mind. Exactly, but, um, you know, thought I was going this way and yeah. still studying, but had some injuries and mm. then went another way, but it kind of transpired out into, you know, I think now a little bit of post-injury depression, yeah. no direction, no identity, um, but then, you know, continued to study, but failed, had no motivation, but, you know, then I they kind of drew me into myself and I kind of... I read this book, The Secret, and it kind of, I don't really believe in it, but it kind of was the first time that I had a change in mindset, understood that we can control um, the way that we think. Right. And so 
that kind of put me back on path to finish uni. Anyway, went to um, uni, finished, and then now teaching at Paddy's. But mm. um, over my years at teaching um, at Paddy's, I've come across many awesome boys, and there just seemed to be a common theme amongst adolescent boys, but also common conversations with other teachers or parents at you know primary school level or high school level that you know their kids are so capable but they just lacking so much confidence and that confidence is transpiring into their learning or into their willingness to try new things and i'm thinking like wow Mm. like this isn't just me this is everyone yeah what the hell's going on like why are we so focused on teaching kids history math literacy and we're not spending time on helping them, helping them how to think or regulate their emotions or, you know, control their actions. Yeah. So um, through my experience um, and obviously passion for education, I wanted to create a program that was going to, you know, when we kind of say, you know, inspire the kids beyond the classroom. Yeah. And every conversation that I have with parents who uh, call and uh, for an inquiry, they open and say, the exact same thing my student or my child is lacking confidence in the classroom yeah so most tutoring outdated tutoring programs i believe will go in and okay okay we'll give you some math and literacy strategies that are the da but they're not lacking the confidence in the math and literacy they're lacking the confidence within yeah they could be very intelligent right exactly yeah very very intelligent but you know there's this fear held within so you know throwing them and building their math skills up is going to you know build their confidence but Mm. they're still not getting taught how to think or they're still not getting taught how to regulate regulate their emotions or they're still not getting taught how to face challenges yeah so combining my passion for you know personal development and mindset and growth mindset Mm. and learning and also physical activity um i wanted to create a program that would merge all those three into an educational setting and that's where I'm Possible Academy was formed. But it's funny that I created I'm Possible Academy purely just for myself. Yeah. But I'm kind of someone that goes, if I'm going to do something, how can I do it differently? How can I do it better? Yeah. Even though it wasn't a business to start, but how can I do it? It's going to be something that I enjoy going to, but how can I create something that I know I'm going to empower these kids the way that I want? Yeah. And I think that's I think that's a good lesson with anyone for business is that it doesn't have to be something that's already out there. And if it's something that agrees with you and it's something that you're going to be passionate about, you can go do it. So, so Nate, I think there's a big yeah. th- difference between motivation and passion, yeah? So I, I get asked a lot, oh, um, what motivates you? And stuff motivates me for a couple of weeks. Like you get motivated for a new diet um, and and then that motivation diminishes. Whereas passion is something that continuously drives you. Um, And so I think it's an important delineation that if you're passionate about something, you're generally going to continue doing it for a longer period of time. And I I can hear in your voice how passionate you are about this concept, hence why um, I'm possible evolved so much, I assume. Oh, exactly. So, like I said, it, it was just like chatting with my wife. Oh, look, how can we earn it? Look, I'm, I was someone, look, I've got myself in a little bit of credit card debt as well. And, you know, I'm loving your updates on money and finance. But again, as adults, we don't get taught that. But anyway, I got in a little bit of debt mm. and then we're trying to, trying to get ahead. And again, thinking about mindset and everything that I know, um, I, I was kind of doing the opposite. I was whinging about it. And I'm like, you know, how are we going to pay this bill? We've got this here, we've got this here. And then 
all I was doing was whinging and looking at the negative. Yeah. And it just transpired out into negativity. And then I was like, what am I reading? Like, I'm, I'm passionate about all this stuff. I know all this stuff. What can I do to change that? Like, I, I can't, if I keep whinging, it's not going to change my situation. Yep. So let's just go, oh, I'm tutoring. I love tutoring. Okay, yeah. let's, let's, let's trial that. So created Iron Fossil Academy purely just to, you know, help my family get back on their feet, save for a house and do all that. And that kind of um, happened overnight. We started an Instagram page, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I took on one or two clients to start. And I thought, imagine I could get another $100 a week. Like, this is going to be awesome. There's, mm. there's credit card debts, you know, covered. Right. And, you know, got one or two clients in the first few weeks and we we're just doing organic um, marketing. Yeah. And then over a term period, it went from two to about eight kids. Mm-hmm. And that was term four of 2017. And I took everyone on. Um, so that's you know, all organic, out. just word of mouth, or they're finding you through Facebook and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were doing, and we still do it now, the Facebook buy and sell groups. We right. were just jumping on, putting a little bit of an advertisement. Early on, we did start doing some advertisements on Gumtree. Yeah. Um, we'll get a few nibbles. But again, the system and the structures and all the things that I have in place now, I yep. didn't. And so that kind of hurt the growth and the development. However, those situations enabled me to then redevelop and 100%. move forward and come up with systems, which we'll chat about a yep. little bit later. But um, yeah, so it was pretty much me just taking on clients. And um, after the first term, there was about eight. And then over the Christmas break, we signed on a few more, but I took everyone on. And um, I, I think at one point um, I had about 14 or 15 um, students, mm-hmm. um, which was great. Yeah. And you know, I, I wanted to do it because I also did a lot of coaching back in um, my time as well. Yeah. And that required a lot of um, time. You know, I was giving up 15 to 20 hours a week um, yep. at junior rep level, right? And, you know, I was running programs. I was inspiring kids, which I bloody love. Mm. I mean, I was coaching, but I wasn't getting paid for my time. Yeah. And it was like, crap, I'm giving up 20 hours a week and I'm getting paid. Yeah. $20 a week once you get a little bit of money back, whatever. That's what it ended up being. And yeah, I'm like, well. I've got experience. Like, why Why would I give up that much time because I'm passionate about it? Passion's not going to, you know, change my family's life or give me opportunities. And, you know, it, they yeah. kind of dangle the carrot, oh, you could, you know, progress and go up to 20s. But it's still, you, you're giving your ass to the club and yep. you're not getting paid for it. Agreed. Anyway, so I thought, you know, if I can take on 20 kids, 20 hours, I'm getting... I'm already giving that up now. So that kind of spurred me on as well. But we got to a point where it was like, okay, um, people seem to be liking this concept. Yep. Um, let's get someone else on. And that was another – and it's all these transitions um, with business that when you start, um, it, your business is going to change and it's going to evolve maybe quite rapidly, maybe not, but there's all going to be all, all these changes that you have. Yeah. And I remember taking someone on. It was Jake Lennox. Yep. He was our first employee. And he's been with us from day dot since he signed on. Yep. He's been with us for the last two years and has done an amazing job with all his um, students. But I remember, again, this business was like my pride and joy. Like yeah. it, it was turning into my identity. So you're a bit protective? Sorry? Were you a bit protective? I was so protective. Yep. And I'm thinking, oh, like no one... 
people are signing on to Iron Possible Academy because they want me as the inspiration coach. Like, <laughs> da 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 da. Yeah. It's my business. Like, no one's going to be able to run it like I am. Yeah. And that was kind of, and that's a little bit of a trap as well. When I look back now and having that mindset, and a lot of people do, you know, you, you've got your business, you're putting all this time and energy into it, and, you know, you, you look to expand or you look to bring other people in. And then if you're so fearful of them not doing a, a, a job like you think they would or how it should be done, mm. you put should in these brackets, like your business is going to be hurt. So yeah. took him on, um, and it was funny with all my nerves and things, I kind of was lacking in some communication as well. So um, long story short, again, focusing on all the negative sides, my actions were negative. So I was worried about things going wrong or the parents not responding well, da-da-da-da-da. Well, the first week that they were supposed to start, I'd given Jake the wrong details. (laughs) And so I'm getting phone calls. So my fears were coming true because I'm focusing on them. And the parents ring me going, oh, I thought we were supposed to start this week. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you are. And I, in my panic, when I was speaking to Jake, I'd given him the wrong date. Oh, no. So what a start. I'm just going, oh, my God. Anyway, he jumped back. He jumped in and um, he's been sensational. So that was a kind of first challenge and expansion of the business. Yep. Um, and it was a kind of the first time where I kind of had to let go and pull, you know, let go of the reins a little bit. Yeah. But now, you know, fast forwarding two years, like if I didn't let go of it and just wanted to take everything on, like it, mm. we, we probably wouldn't be where we are today. Um, you know, and fast forward now, I think we've got about 10 inspiration coaches working for us. That's awesome. Um, I've got a fantastic dude in Sydney, um, Joe, who's yep. our principal leader of Sydney. Um, and he's... Look, another challenge that we had to face was myself moving to Adelaide. Mm. Um, and even though the business was, was a priority, um, you know, my family's number one, obviously, and yeah. we'd committed to move down to Adelaide, and I just absolutely love it down here. So instead of just using that as an excuse not to come and, uh, you know, business up here, we wanted to, again, look at ways how we could keep our growth and keep expanding in exactly. Sydney um, whilst I was down here. And we've got someone, Joe, um, doing kind of our face-to-face um, stuff that I would be doing there um, up there. And, you know, thing, things are working well. We're, we're, we're still building. Um, we're, we're still growing um, with, you know, even with the COVID. Yeah. Um, and, again, I can't thank everyone who is within our academy. Um, I can't thank them enough because they're the ones that have taken on the – new students and they're the ones that are you know representing the brand so um yeah that, that that's why possible academy in a nutshell it was something a little bit of passion of mine and mm. fast forward two years it turned into a business interesting mate interesting um yeah there's, there's a lot i can pull apart from that i think it, it's probably good to go to the next um yeah. question to, to pull it apart because one of your challenges was uh, I think around scalability and yep. equally your concern that you'd lose control um, of yep. the brand, of the way that you delivered services to your customers uh, by scaling it. Mm-hmm. Um, what what have been your biggest learnings through scaling it? Uh, and I, actually, I'll, I'll take it back one step. The, the quote, and I'm going to have to paraphrase this, but I hear a lot is that you want your money to work for you in the sense that 
you only have 24 hours in a day. Um, yep. Even if you were to work 24 hours a day, you probably cap the amount of money that you can earn yourself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I personally, and I think everyone in business, is always thinking around how they can grow money without actually having um, to work themselves. So what, what have been your biggest learnings and challenges uh, by, well, when you scaled your business? And yep. um, yeah, what can you share? Well, I, I think for the 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 beginner business owner or the beginner entrepreneur mm. it's you've you've got to remove your personal out of your business also and i think early on my generous nature and you know my kind heart um you know hurt us a little yep. um, because you know i was always and again you want to give your client your, as a business owner you're thinking of your client you're thinking of your ideal client you're thinking of how you want to make their experience the best experience possible. Yep. But that can also, again, if your family is relying on your business as an income, mm-hmm. then sometimes that generosity and kindness, you know, you need to remove that. The world's so ruthless. On, hey? The world is ruthless. Exactly. And I, I think I've become, uh, you know, so I've only been in the business, you know, um, I've, you know, for two years. But mm. I think now it's, again, it's putting yourself out there and it's, Taking action on things that might become that you might be a little bit fearful of, yeah. And now they're second nature to me. But early on in the business, you know, I would someone would inquire, "Yep, fantastic. We have an obligation free trial. Um, come on, um, oh, you know, I'll hook that up, and then we can chat about, um, you know, signing on for the term." Yeah. But what was happening? Like we were getting all these clients on board, and we were getting, you know, we had the, all these awesome inspiration coaches, and you know, each week I would do the, you know, I would manually do the the, the finances to check who would pay, and yeah. you know, um, then pay the inspiration coaches. I was running around all through Western Sydney to drop off, you know, money because at that time <laughs> we we're kind of doing, you know, cash as well. Yeah. I hope, I hope the ATO doesn't listen. To the podcast. <laughs> oh, they're but, big um, fans, mate. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we were manually doing a lot of things, but I our part of our contract was, you know, pay as you go. Yeah. Okay. So if your session doesn't get, um, you know, done, yeah. Don't worry about that. You know, that's fine. You you don't pay anything, and mm. you know, you just forfeit that session. And what was happening? If you don't give people um, an opportunity to um, commit to something, yeah then if they're going to fork out money for it, they're more likely to, you know, oh, we don't feel like it today, so let's just cancel. Exactly. So what was happening on early on is that we, you know, we had 50 students and so we should have been making X amount. Mm. And then Steph and I would be like, where's all this? We're making nothing. Like, what yeah. the hell's going on here? Um, and then it was kind of like, okay, well, let's go back and see how many missed sessions there were this week. Yeah. And then you look, okay, well, crap, there's sessions being missed, which we don't get paid, but the, you know, the client benefits, which is great. So once we realized that, yeah. it was kind of like, well, we need to re-evaluate our model and yeah. we need to re-evaluate our structure of how we do things. Um, and again, I've, I'm so thankful for those couple of months of us losing money or not making money because it's now changed and put those structures into place. So, um, yeah, so we then put in structures in place. So now... Um, parents will pay a registration fee up front, mm-hmm. um, which is their commitment. Um, and obviously their access to the program and, you know, um, insurances and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's a big enough commitment where they have to commit. 
Um, And, well, it's also funny, even... So I had this learning for the individual sessions because part of Iron Positive Academy is we've got individual face-to-face where our inspiration coaches go to the the client and then we've tried to run group sessions. Mm. But it's funny, I didn't take my learning from the individual sessions for the group when we started them last year. To charge initially. Yeah, so I didn't, right. yeah, so I, I had I used the old model for these yep. group sessions, and it was funny. We had eight clients sign on, and mm. it, was, it was a great opportunity. Yeah, but I was forking out money to register for a hall and setting up and paying people to run the session. Yeah, and then we'd have one client rock up. Yeah, and so that hurt that hurt the growth of um. Not good for cash flow, is it? Sessions. Um, so we wanted to launch them again this year, but then COVID hit. So again, we've, we've got that new model in, but back to the model is, yeah. So we've, and now parents pay a, you know, a, a registration fee up front, which, which gives them access to the program mm. and no sessions are getting missed now. Um, and that's kind of the registration fees, kind of our, you know, our profit as such or yeah. revenue or yeah, our profit once we, you know, pay bills and insurances, um, and then now the inspiration coaches get paid, you know, their, their, their flat fee, um, which is a direct debit from the parents um, um, weekly on top of the registration fee. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is, is I suppose cash flow is critical. Um, yeah. And the analogy I give uh, or an example I give is me and the missus went to a really nice restaurant the other week. Uh-huh. Um, and I think I was required to put down a $40 um, deposit before we went and so I'm pretty sure the weather was shitty that day and like it was in the city COVID had just hit but so I had every excuse under the sun not to go the only thing um, keeping me going and in the end I was very happy um, but it was because I had put down that uh, guarantee of 100%. 40 bucks that, that yep. got me to that restaurant. So I think yep. similarly, um, yeah, money talks. And if, if you can secure something down, um, you know you've got a good product. You just need to get people to your product. So that's a smart way of doing it. Exactly. And again, just attaching your own emotions and things from the business. You're not your business. Yeah. And true. again, someone that doesn't want to take on your um, service, it's, it's, it's not got anything to do with what you're doing or what the business is. It's got everything to do with that person. And you just got to, you know, I've, it's only probably been the recent last couple of months where I, I've i kind of let go, like we've got a system now with an inquiry. Mm. If you inquire, we've, you, you know, follow up with an email, try and get a phone call, and then it's two or three um, emails or messages thereafter over a two-week period. Yeah. And if they don't reply back, we're there in our data and then yep. we'll follow up with it, with them in another six months because nice. what was happening with me is like, oh, they've inquired, so they must they must want Iron Possible Academy, so I'm going to keep following up. I'm going to keep following up. So all my time and energy yeah. was going into following up inquiries who they might not want it now and then it was taken away from other sides of the business. Have you sorted um, our email, automated email workflows? So we use um, we use Mailchimp. I yeah, think. nice. Yeah. Um, the automation side of things again, I haven't activated that. Yeah. So um, we like basically I'm still doing that manually. Yeah. And that's so once we get that up and running, um, that'll be a godsend you know, for you, mate. You, you can set up an email sequence, hey. So exactly three emails um, and put that already in and then send it. So. Um, 
again, that's something that I've just learned yep. in the recent months as well. Um, um, trying to automate how we do things. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so again, just reinforcing that another big learning for me was I, I jumped into the business full time. Um, well, supposedly full time at the start of the year. Yeah. And my biggest learning from that was, and I think speaking with you um, and do, doing a bit of reading, a lot of your money early on needs to be reinvested into the business. Mm. And, you know, at the end of last year, you know, I was like, you know, my profit for the business, you know, I'm earning, you know, my school teacher's wage yep. um, and how good's that, you know, and that was everything. So then I went in with the mindset of going, okay, well, I'm moving to Adelaide. You know, I don't need to find a full-time job. My business is bringing me in full-time yep. wage. How good's that? Yeah. And then I jumped into it, and then it was like, oh, crap. At the end of the week, I've got no money for marketing. I've got no money for pa- paying people. Exactly. Like, I've got no money for, like, anything. Yeah. But it was giving me, like, I had this mindset of, well, I work 30 hours a week to get this wage at school. Mindfulness Academy is bringing that in. Well, why not just take that? But yeah. again, a business requires so much. It's it's a different mindset and it's a different skill than just going to a job and just getting your paycheck and paying your bills. Well, that's the thing because if you go to you a know? job, you're always going to get that payment, but you also know that that business isn't going to fall over. If you pay yourself in your own business, the risk is that that cash is going to be required for the next month um, and you're not yeah. going to have it and the business is, is and, done. And so that's, and that, that's been a big learning yep. and hence why, um, you know, and, and with COVID hit, you know, we, we, we had, you know, we, we were impacted mm. and, and but that was okay. And look, I'm thankful for that because it kind of made us quickly adapt and pivot um, yep. really, really quick and jump online with an online program. Mm-hmm. And I think if I wasn't full-time in the business, then um, I... I'm actually thankful for it, even though we were struggling at the time. You wouldn't have had the time. Because, hey. you know, I was pretty much taking um, everything that the business was bringing in. Yeah. If I was working comfortably in my full-time job and then COVID hit, I wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be a priority to go, well, how can we pivot and change yeah. and, um, you know, go online or create other opportunities for people True. because I would have been like, oh, well, I'm getting my wage at school. You've got um, your cash, yeah. You know, I've got that comfortability thing there, which yeah. it's not comfortable, but, you know, if we're talking from a business sense, that would have hurt the business. Yeah. So I'm thankful that I was in it full time um, because it made me, you know, roll up my sleeves and go, well, you know, how can we adapt? And then we adapted online um, and, you know, transitioned into that. Mm. But um, it was, it's been such a, an amazing learning curve and the obstacles that we've had to face this year i'm just so grateful for um and you know to touch base on goal setting and things like that it's also changed my perception on goal setting um you know it's important for business owners and for all of us to know what direction we're going um and i use the word direction because it's important to you you want to know what road you're going on as such because if you don't know the direction then you're going to take you're going to take the long way there. So it's important to know um, the direction that you're going. But what it's taught me the last six months is that as business owners or even just as humans, we can be poor estimators. And what I mean by that is sometimes we can overestimate how long it 
will take to do something. Yeah. Or we can also underestimate how long it will take. Do you think we so, underestimate too much or overestimate? I, th- I think we kind of overestimate how hard or how long something would take. I agree. Um, and so what it's and but in saying that, I used to you know I've been someone that's been goal driven you know for a while now. Yeah. Um, but it would consume me, mm. and it had to be a particular way. So if I had this weekly goal, if I had this three month goal, if I had this five year plan. I'm so fixated on the five-year plan that you know I'm like, oh, if I don't, if I don't work twelve hours today, that's not going to take me to, to yeah. the five-year plan because you know I, I, I'm thinking huge for my five-year plan. Like, yeah. I'm Possible Academy is going worldwide, and we're going to have centres all over the place. And you know, if I don't take action now, um, you know, you know, I'm not going to get there. And then, so what was happening was, I, I, each morning I'm waking up, I'm I'm friggin' excited for life, but I'm getting nervous and I'm stressing out and. You know, my wife's going, what's wrong? Oh, you know, I didn't do enough today. I've got to work Saturday yeah. and Sunday. Like, it's just like, chill out. Bro, I'm and- the exact same. Hey, like, I, I've i always got thoughts coming through my mind and I get so stressed. Um, I'm just reading a book at the moment by Jocko Willink from um, the Navy yep. Seals yep, and it yep, talks yep. about prioritizing and executing. Um, and I've got so many grand plans that I actually get stuck in a rut and I don't do anything all day because I'm like, fuck, I've got so much exactly. on. Um, exactly. So chunking that down, I think, is so critical, hey. For sure. And the, but the bigger book, so... I listened to a podcast and it was, and I'm kind of getting into it. It's, I'm getting into neuroscience and the brain mm, more so right. than just mindfulness yep. and learning how the brain actually works. And there was this awesome guy that come on. I can't remember his name. It was on the Tom Blue um, Bellew podcast. Right. And he had this guy come in and he was chatting about goals and same thing. He was talking about you know business people, entrepreneurs. They're they, they, they want to start a business for freedom, mm. but then they get so trapped in their minds that the, you're not free at all. Yeah. And I was like, shit, okay, I'm resonating with this. <laughs> and then um, it, then he spoke about, you know, you, you hear the quote, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. journey I think yeah. we've talked about this before, yeah. but um, part of what I'm doing now and what this podcast has taught me is that be excited about your five-year plan and your three-year plan and your one year and whatever but live in the moment live in the moment but you get so caught up chasing that you're not actually reflecting Mm. and as soon as you reframe that and flip it and reflect and go you know what i freaking took mad action today yeah i i did this i did this i did this it actually has a chemical reaction that increases your dopamine in your in your brain, mm. and it then triggers flow and it triggers motivation and it it actually spurs you on instead of the other side making you withdraw. And so after the the, the last couple of months, you know, I, I, I've been doing it, and it's each day or each morning waking up, yep. and it's reflecting on the goodness that happened yesterday. And I start the morning with that as my morning, one of my morning rituals now. Man, and, how you know, important I is it? Do it's it like, at night as well. Just yeah. To be like gratitude, yep. but it's written in the morning so that again fires your dopamine in the morning and then you're ready to go again that day yep. because you've gone, shit, I've taken plenty of action. You know, I've, I've sent that email or I've started that podcast or I wrote the first page of that ebook that I want to create. Oh, wow, let's do it again today. And so, these don't have to be big things. Hey, I think it's really important to note that like 
action drives more action. So you just touch on the first um, page of an ebook. You don't have to write the whole ebook in one day, but if you begin something, you'll generally find that you continue to do that. It's just actually getting started exactly. and having a list exactly. to do, um, which is critical. It's also the reflection. Agree. What you did. Yep. Because so many people just coast through life and coast through all their greatness and coast through all their achievements. And, you know, well, it's not in society, it's not taught or, you know, oh, this guy's celebrating his win like he's won, like whatever. Yeah. It's not not encouraged, but it's actually, it should be. And, you know, like, you know, when I ask, and it's something that I ask all my students, and it's even something that I ask, like, my wife, Steph, she's gone and she's back studying now. And, um, she's studying naturopathy, acupuncture, Chinese medicine. Absolutely loving it. And she's going to be wow. great with through our experiences of um, trying to conceive again. Yeah. Um, she wants to jump into the fertility side, but she'll be stressed out about, oh, I didn't study enough. Da, yeah. da, da, da. No, let's reframe that. How much study did you get? What did you learn? And then we'll have a chat about it. And she goes, oh, like you can just see the demeanor change. Yeah. And yeah, just from a personal point of view, you know, just seeing how I was so stressed at the start of the year trying to chase all these goals and it was taking me away from you know actually taking that you know action and all you've got today all you've got is right now so why not just worry about right now and like you said chunking it down yeah so doing it but actually with intent reflecting on it and telling yourself geez i'm proud that i did that and I, i can't speak highly enough of just changing that little thing um how that's changed my action taking, how that's changed my direction of, you know, my goals and yeah. um, how that's most importantly changed, you know, my mindset um, with, you know, the business and all that's gone on in the world. Yeah, I think I think that's so important. There's a couple of points that I, I want to touch on. I think the first one is um, I learned this when I led a team at work. The, the thing I tried to do as much as possible was compliment a sh- a good stuff that they did because... Yep. How good do you feel when you get complimented? 100%. So why don't we compliment ourselves more? And that's ultimately exactly. what a morning reflection is. This is what we did well. This is how we're going. And we can also critique if we didn't do something well. Exactly um, right. Well that's, well, that's the biggest thing. Mm. That, and, I, and that's what we try and teach our students at I'm Possible Academy is that, you know, so many kids can look at someone else and say, they're great at soccer. Yeah. They're great at painting. And then you go, little Jimmy, what are you great at? Oh, I'm not good at anything. Yeah. And so they, they just withdraw and yeah. they're not taught. That, and uh, another book that I'm reading by um, Jeff Penzo or something, mm. um, and it's again, it's, it's about the brain and it's about our subconscious. And yep. it's about the language and the words and the thoughts that we say to ourselves have an impact on who we are mm. and our identity. So we need to reframe our negative thoughts. And if we keep telling ourselves we're not good at something or that we can't do something, well, your action is going to be someone that can't do it or it's not wanting to take it. It it just, it changes. It has a chemical response in your hormones and like they've done tests on their brain and hearts. Like if you think a certain way, your body retracts when it's negative. Yeah. And so if you keep telling yourself that, well, you know, your body's going to act in a negative way. But if you reframe that and keep reminding yourself of all the good goodness and um, that, that, that you are capable and that you, you know, are a great person, you, you, the inside of your body neurologically changes and it has yeah. a different response. It's crazy because I think it's, like 
two we're, we're rel- two relatively confident guys I, I know i kind of back my ability but i know so many people out there that are probably 10 times smarter than you or i but just yeah. don't have the confidence to convey themselves in exactly. social exactly. business environments um and so that's what you're trying to open up i assume no exactly right yeah. that exactly so you can have all the tools in the world mm. and then be shit scared to turn it on you, yeah. you're not going to be able to build the house you're not going to be able to build the empire you know yeah. like Agree. And that's what, you know, the school system kind of teaches you. Like, follow rules. Oh, the smart person in the class gets all the answers right. Yeah. You know, let, let's, let's be this person. But that's not life. And it's funny, in my year two class this week, you know, I've, I've really stripped it back and gone, I'm getting really into these kids' mindsets. And, yeah. You know, eight, eight-year-olds, they're so influential and they want to learn. They want to understand. So it, I'm going on Possible Academy on in the classroom and I, I, I've just loved it each morning. They go, can we do our own possible booklets? Because we're yeah. talking about gratitude and we're talking about, you know, I am being the two most powerful words you can say to yourself yeah, and it's what that. you put on the end of it. You know, if you're going to say I am not good enough, then, yeah. you know, you're not going to think you're good enough. So let's change that. But um, just a little setting, you know, we, we did a dictation thing. The teacher does dictation with these kids. Right. And, you know, they get three sentences and they can write one. Yeah. Uh, they write them out and then there's an extra one, right? Mm. And then half the class was like, oh, sir, uh, you know, they call me Mr. Nate. Um, <laughs> we don't need to do the extra one because it's a little bit challenging and, you know, if we don't want to do it or be challenged, like, we don't, like, we don't have to do it. And yeah. I was like, excuse me? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, we don't have to do that. And I said, well, today, everyone's going to do the extra one. And yeah. they're like, oh, no, it's too hard. And, I th- and then I could, because I've got them to reframe their thoughts. And I said, yeah. well, what do we say when we say it's hard or challenging? And they're like, oh, okay. So anyway, I, and then I said that in life, if you run away from these challenges, mm. like life's not going to pat you on the back. Yeah. Oh, this is too hard. Run away from it. Don't give up. But purely that moment there, that's what society is teaching kids. Oh, it's too hard. Don't do it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like the, the teacher in the class is lovely. She's great. Yeah. But it's 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 not even a conscious thing that teachers are actually impacting kids like this. And you, you probably look at her daily routine. She's living comfortably. Um, she's happy with her life. And look, no disrespect to people like that, but um, without challenge, challenging yourself, I truly don't think you get as much gratification out of life as you should exactly right and but that's life isn't it yeah you know like that's in the real world outside the four walls of school when you turn 18 19 the real world's not giving you a pat on the back because you got a 99.5 eta they don't care fuck it pisses me off man about right now is what contribution are you giving to the world what action are you taking like you look at these you look at ex-footy players yeah I don't care that you're an ex-footy player now that you're retired. Like, exactly. what impact are you having? Exactly. No, you're a piss, you're you're, you're a piss up at the pub. Like, I don't want to connect with you. You, yeah. you played State of Origin. Good on you. That was ten years ago. What are you doing now? Yeah, sa- um, same with the bloke that got ninety nine point nine nine. Um, full well, exactly. res- full <laughs> respect to him, but like, where are you? Who are you? You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, exactly. So, and again, that's purely through my experiences as well of taking action and being someone that's you know and. Don't get me wrong. I've been on the side of yeah, we've done all it. These ideas and not yeah. taking action, and but it's again those take jumping the fence and going. You know what? I'm whether I'm going to get laughed at or yeah. you know, whether I'm going to get teased, and, and it's happened. You know, people are like oh, another idea, or oh yeah, good luck with this one, or yeah. you know, you know, adults calling other adults stupid. Oh, like, you're preaching to you the know, choir, brother. But again, 
you can't detach. Like it's it's not what happens; it's how you react to it. Yeah. But yeah, so back to this. So anyway, I told the kids obstacle. We're facing it. You, everyone's going to write down this extra, you know, sentence. And it had words in it like phantom and wasp and like little tricky words. Yeah. Anyway, they did it. Anyway, marked it. They all got that extra friggin' sentence right. Yeah, right. And the kids that the kids that were withdrawing were like, "What? I got it right." Yeah. Oh, this is. And so they were elated. And so, but then I could then unpack that. And yeah. Draw their attention to why, that. and you know that that's the learning there. Yeah. Okay. Um. So it was kind of a little bit of a, a moment there that so many people are doing a fantastic job as teachers and educators, mm. but they're only teaching from their own perception. Yeah. And, you know, I think that all teachers should have some form of a psychology degree or some mm. degree around mindset and all that because that's essentially what you're impacting. You're not impacting oh, how yeah. to friggin' write sentences. You're impacting kids' growth and develop, development mentally, yeah. um, either building their confidence or not building their confidence. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I, we obviously could go into the education system in detail. Yeah. My business stems from it. It pisses me off. Um, I, I think teachers do a great job within the bounds of what they're restricted to do within the yeah, bounds sure. of curriculum, but equally, yeah, within the bounds of their own personal perceptions. So, yeah, for um, sure, for sure. I'm just conscious of time, mate. I've yeah, probably yeah. got. Uh, 10, 15 minutes left. Um, are you able to summarize just quickly, I suppose, your three or four key learnings um, from a business perspective that you want to uh, push out to the listeners today? For sure. So I think my biggest one, I, I drew my attention to it, but don't first, don't get so fixed on your business being who you are and your identity and yeah. you being in control mm-hmm. um, because that's just going to ruin the growth and the business. I can um, learn from that one. Couch is listening to this right now and you saying... You need to just be able to go, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And again, some people might jump in a business and they, they don't want to expand, they don't want to grow, but I'm talking to the person that you know, kind of wants to have a huge impact and, you know, just doesn't want to settle for mediocrity. You know, some people want to play it safe just so they go, oh, you know, I'm achieving my goals, but the goals aren't big enough anyway. But, um, (laughs) yeah, look, don't get so attached to the business. You're not the business. And what you envision it looking like in five years' time, over that five-year, you know, span, it's going to change and it's going to evolve. So if you can, you know, be willing to bring people on and encourage and um, do that, you're going to run a successful business. Yeah. Um, secondly, the, the, the goals and the vision as entrepreneurs and business owners, we are so fixated on timeframes and, you know, um, goals. Mm. But again, it's also detaching yourself from that and being able to pivot at any moment. Yeah. Because again, look at COVID. We don't know what's happening tomorrow. We don't know what's happening next week. So if you can obviously understand three six months ahead that's Mm. great and have plans in place but again we're back face to face at iron possible academy but we know that probably in three months time it's going to be back online so the online program we're advertising right now yeah you know so it's um just being able to you know appreciate or you know being able to pivot um, and not get so fixed on those those long goals because mm. they're definitely going to change as well. Um, 
and then and and then the biggest thing as well when I, it's it's around goal setting again but just through my experience of you know again you jump in a business because you want freedom but then you know you're not having freedom of your mind so again reflecting on what you're actually doing each day yep. and actually doing that with intent um and you know writing it down you know i, I sent that email or I, I made that phone call or you know, like you said, action breeds action. But yeah. if you're not reflecting on the action that you're doing, you're still going to be, you know, in that mind fog. So um, really just taking the time to reflect on the day before yeah. because that's going to set you up for the, the day that you've got right now. Yeah, that that's a massive one. Like I, I've just hopped back into work um, and I've always said, oh, my <laughs> major goal was to become a CEO of a large organization. And then I asked myself a few weeks ago now, I said, if I achieve that goal, what would I do? And I know I wouldn't be satisfied. And equally, yeah. if I um, went and created my own business, I wouldn't be satisfied. It's, like, it's a continual journey, but you have to be satisfied in your mind um, with with your exactly. life rather than an actual tangible thing or, or an achievement that you got to. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not satisfied with what you got right now mm. or what you're doing right now or so if you true. don't even have intent on reflecting on that, satisf- that you're being satisfied, yeah. then you're going to get to those points and still be yeah. in no man's land. So, yeah, that, that, that's the biggest one. And... Um, and kind of putting your pride in your back pocket. Look, I've jumped back into work. I've yeah. jumped back into the classroom. And, you know, at the start of the year, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm full-time in the business and, you know, it kind of hasn't gone that way. But, mm. you know, at the moment for us, cash flow, and I want to earn as much, you know, yeah. I don't want to seem greedy, but I just want to kind of at the moment try and earn as much cash as I can so that we can get a house and we can invest and we can do many different things. And I've jumped back into the classroom and I'm absolutely loving it. And it's kind of reduced the stress and... All the money that goes in that's in I'm Possible Academy now is now being used appropriately. You know, it's yeah. not me spending it on a new pair of shoes. Yeah. It's, you know, money back into the business. So, yeah. Um, Bro, you know yeah. what I hate? When someone's like, oh, I'm not driven by money. I Don't get me wrong. I think everyone's passionate about something. But without cash or money... You can't drive your dreams. Um, 100%. 100%. So, yeah. Benny, the people who are saying that don't have money. Exactly. That's the thing. And, and it's just the, it's their safety guard of, you know, I'm I'm going through the motions. I'm, you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm happy for my Monday to Friday and yeah. you know, I'm barely paying my bills. Money, you know, you, you, and again, it, it, it's, if you, you can still look at gratitude within those moments, but money does bring you other things and opportunities and allows you to create opportunities so why not go hard go hard or go home i reckon that's my plan right now so i obviously quit my job not with the view to go into this full-time um into tells full-time to be honest but with the view that i just needed to take a risk and and change um change up what i was doing but what i learned is that yeah money is so critical and so now jumping back into work and it's a juicy little six-month contract it allows me to invest into the business more freely Um, and it gives me that lifestyle but equally it allows me to work and gives me cash flow for the business to um, hire a content creator or do some designs or whatever it may be so no exactly and it's again you're not like again talking about mindset Mm. and how it was like when i was in the business and using every single cent i was like 
scratching going, where's where are we going to find more money? So all I'm focusing on yeah. is more money, more money, more like yeah. more money. But we're not getting more money. Yeah. I'm not realizing that you know there's there's more out there. I'm just I'm in survival mode. Where yeah. is it? Where is it? And it's not coming. I um. And then when, yeah. Yeah. So. I got stuffed up with that. So when I when we first built this, I was like so focused on generating revenue. And I'm like, man, like we're, we're trying to sell so hard and we're not really delivering as much value as I'd like to the end customer. So yeah. we flipped our model on its head and said, don't worry about money for the next six to 12 months. Um, if we deliver enough value, we should be able to monetize that value down the track. Um, 100%. And, yeah. and, and, and that's exactly right. Like for the new business owner out there, mm. You know, well, so I read a quote the other day, like, you know, business sucks. Like, who's going to want to take <laughs> less pay than their employees yeah. over the next five years? Like, why would you want to do that? Yeah. But it's, that's the challenge and it's the growth. And, you know, knowing in 10 years' time when you're told that you're an overnight success, yeah. that you've, the, the, the blood, sweat and tears have got you to this point, um, it, it, it's rewarding. And, you know, the thing with business mm. is, like, in a job, you know, and I've been, you know, in a workplace where, you're on the same wage as people. Yeah. You got people working oh. twelve hours, thirteen hour days, and you got someone rocking up nine till three, yep. doing the bare minimum. That you're still getting paid the same. I know. Like, so why why would you, you know, do that? You kind of get caught in that trap. But your business, any effort or any action that you take, exactly. there's going to be some reward. Bro, I'm the ladder now, so like I've just started a new job and I'm doing the nine to five purely because I've just started. But yeah. I don't feel lazy because I'm I'm investing all of the additional effort. I'm waking up at five and working on my side hustle for three hours every morning. Mate, it's it's um, exactly right. It's yeah. funny because I'm in a new work environment now. Yeah. And same thing. Like I'm I'm in the school and I'm I'm doing I'm I'm working hard. I'm working smarter at this school yeah. at, that I did my other school but i'm getting more done but i'm i'm utilizing my breaks my time like so even at recess and lunch yeah because i'm so driven about my business and i know that's my priority but yeah. schools take me away from that like i'm not i'm not down in the staff room having recess chat or recess lunch yeah. or lunch chat with anyone like i'm up working I'm yeah. and and on, on the business or doing things that are productive but what that's doing to my work or my attitude at school, it's its crazy. Like, mm. I, I used to go on recess, yes, let's go do nothing. Let's, let's yeah. be mindless and flick on our phones and chat about how bad the day is or whatever. And then you just it drains the hell out of you. Yeah. So I'm working throughout the day, but I'm so much more energized. Yeah. It's crazy. And I'm also introducing a, a little bit of, like, in those moments where I would catch myself scrolling on my phone, mm. um, at recess time, I'm, 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 I'm reading. Yeah, or, you know, and that's just like just changing, um, you know, my energy and my, my flow and my state and yeah. it's been good. So, yeah, yeah. I um, think it's important times. that like whilst you, you need to utilize your time wisely and I'm massive on it as well. A big call out to the listeners is that I'm sure you have downtime as well. I'm sure. And I've seen it like 100%, you love 100%, time with your family. Yeah. You're not 100 percent on it all times, but Equally, just making those little decisions. You don't need to refresh your news feed that fourth time. Like, no, you don't. Yeah. No, no. Um, and like I said, I, I'm opting now. Like my downtime, instead of scrolling, yeah. literally, and I've kind of giggled at myself the other day. Like I'm in this classroom, like reading a book. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, what? The like, irony. What the hell has come of me? Like, yeah. And, and, I, and I love it. And and like that's my down. Like and 
again, like that, um, people think, oh yeah, like uh, downtime. Let's jump, let's jump on Instagram, Facebook. But yeah. you know, but like read a book or something as well. Like that. That's I'm actually enjoying that. Um, there, there's two just, types of people on socials. There's the people that consume content, and there's the people that produce content. Um, yeah. And if I can be the one that produces the content more frequently than I consume it, I feel like I'm adding more value than I'm receiving. And, and that's what I'm trying to do at the moment, uh, providing oh, yeah. net worth. I'm, I'm loving um, the updates on Tells. Um, and like you said, the, the value that you're giving people, mm. um, you know, even, even during the tax time, like you're putting up things and yeah. it's like, oh, wow, okay, then didn't know that. And like, you know, you, my accountant doesn't tell me this kind of stuff or give me as graphic yeah. information like you guys are doing so mate you guys are doing a fantastic job um you know it's a it's a, it's a you're playing the long game um it, this is part of the journey and yeah. you know you, you've thrown yourself in there so you, you can only keep building and you can only keep getting better no thanks for i appreciate it yeah there's definitely a lot we can do more our content can be more curated um it, it will be more frequent but yes yeah, it's, it's just the yeah but the see start. you look in it so but then we let's reframe that benny and let's go well let's let's how good's the content been not, you're right not, not more yeah or change but what you're doing right now has actually been fantastic and you guys should be freaking proud of it yeah yeah that's true um last last point any questions you have for me mate um, well, how, how are you finding, how, how, you know, Tells has been up and running, the, you know, for two or three months now, or, you know, a little bit longer with yep. the socials, but what, what's been your, what's been your two or three takeaways, um, thus far? Um, yeah, it's, this, this chat's been interesting because it's, um, I, I think I knew already, but it's reinforced some of the things I do. So, uh, Tells, um, was founded by four people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm just one of four but I am the, definitely the most controlling of the four yeah. um, just because I, I had the initial vision. I, I kind of know where I want it to go. And so mm-hmm. equally, I've been very controlling or even dictating as to what I think we should do. Um, has that been helpful? There's definitely been times where it has, hasn't been. Um, and then also there's been times where it's held everyone accountable. But that's been my biggest learning. You, you have to yeah. care, but you also have to give others freedom to to learn and, and make mistakes or equally... Um, I think I've learned a lot. Like I thought I knew everything, and there's been a number of things where I've just been completely wrong. So, hundred percent. That's my biggest and learning. Awesome. Yeah, and it's and you realise that you go. And another quote: They go get you know uh, Elon Musk or someone's like you know I didn't go to uni, but uni shoot like they these people who are doing great things hang around people who are smarter or better than them, and they yeah. just you know leverage off them. Yeah, that's kind of a good mindset to have as well. That. And I'm learning, like, Joe, our Sydney um, inspiration coach, um, yeah. principal, he's just organised and he, like, he, he's everything that I'm not. Yeah. And it's it's just, it just works. And I'd, like, I just tell him every week, like, I'm like, mate, like, I love how detailed you are and I love how thorough you are. And, like, again, if I didn't let him in or if I didn't open, you know, my vision up to him, you know, who knows where we would be? So it's yeah, yeah. and and you, you do have those aha moments of going, oh crap! No, I these, agree. These people are talented. They are smart. That's or, you the know, thing. They, they do have 
an awareness of things. Great, let's leverage that. Yeah, you you got to find complementary skill sets, um, but yeah. equally not be so stuck in your ways that your way is a highway. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm I'm a very controlling character. I've done all those personality tests, and and that's me to a T. Um, so just learning to let go geez, a little bit. Geez, your missus would love that. Oh, she's stoked <laughs> with that. <laughs> Uh, she's actually in the business, so that's um that's a bit interesting. But do you, but... Do you feel because I'm I'm a bit controlling too in the business sense, but mm. in but then in other sides I'm not. So it's kind of I think it might be um. Oh, she's my boss outside of work, a hundred percent. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, nah, it's good. But um, mate, like I said, I'm excited and excited for the journey for you guys. I'm excited for the journey for for us and for anyone out there listening that um has been contemplating jumping into business or having a crack you don't need to know you just yeah. need to do and just ha- just have a go and don't be too hard on yourself and you don't know some something can come of something if you take action on it yeah it's not going to come it's not going to happen if you just keep thinking about it so agree um, i had yeah. um hilly matt hill give me a call the other day and i won't go into details but he pretty much said i've been doing this thing um, with a company for X amount of years and I just had a premonition that I should do it by myself and he explained the whole thing I said, what the fuck are you waiting for? Like, exactly. Truly. Yeah. Um, and he's like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm like, fuck. And it makes me so proud that someone can call me and run that by me. But Exactly right. Simple exactly answer right. is like, why are you waiting? Um, yeah, but so. people, again, society tells you things need to be per- like you yeah. need to have it. You need to have all the... The, the I's dotted and the T's crossed before yep. you do something, but that's not life. And most people who are killing it jumped in with no idea. Any podcast or any book you read, yeah, I had no idea. I just had a passion for something, and I just wanted to do it, and I just figured it out as I went along. Yeah, man. And you know, you look, you rewind ten years, and you you laugh at what you used to do, and now we're here. And so it's yeah, just guys. Yep. I live by the notion, and that's why Impossible Academy is what it is. You know, nothing's impossible. Like the word itself spells mm. impossible, which means, you know, I'm not going to be a Usain Bolt sprinter. But yeah. if I want to go and do athletics, I can go and do it. You know, or, you know, yeah. if I want to start a business, I can go and start a business. Anything's possible if you really freaking put your mind to it. Um, and, you know, again, forget anyone else out there you're the one in control and you can do whatever the hell you want exactly and just because you didn't get the ATAR at school does not mean in any which way or what that you can't start your own business my or wife's, anything like exactly that. my wife's a prime example she yep. literally got a 99.3 ATAR yeah and didn't go on to well again when you got as much choices as you would it with a 99.3 she's got three half degrees and yeah. just couldn't deal deal with it yeah and now through our own experiences, she's been able to go back and study and wants to do naturopathy and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. she's going to be great for that. But yeah, so many people think the the ATAR or what you achieved at school or what you achieved last year yeah. that gives you credentials to go and do something mad now. And if you haven't achieved that, then you can't. But okay. most of the people killing it were the ones that got bullied at school or the ones that felt you left school or the ones that didn't achieve crap. And they're like, take action on whatever the hell they want after yeah. they leave school. So... Agree, yeah. bro. All right, we'll we'll finish it up there, legend. Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, actually, pleasure. last thing before we finish up, I'll just give your your socials a shout out. So, um, Facebook and Instagram, I'm Possible Academy. Is that right? That's the one. Yep. Anything else you want to shout out socially? Um, no. Look, we're pretty we're pretty active on um Instagram and Facebook. Cool. You've been um a driving force for that. Um, so if you're looking for um, you know, some inspiration and our 
Instagram pages all about the inspiration and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, so, yeah, Instagram we're pretty heavy on. But, um, yeah, no. Awesome. That's it. Cheers, legend. Cheers, mate. You enjoy your day.